G'day, humans. What's a good word? Chris Funder here with Fruity's Alex for another edition of a wrestling Oz style, this time talking R Block, but instead with an Aussie twist. Alex, would you say this twist was citrusy? I was going to inform the humans. Let's break the fourth wall. It is currently morning. It is about nine o'clock, and what a great way to kick off the day with a bit of OJ to kick off the day. Um, a nice bit of juice, but is it worth the squeeze, Hoggy? Yeah, I suppose we'll find out, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> talking uh, the review of Deathmatch Down Under, the juice is worth the squeeze. Night 1 and 2 as part of their 16-person uh, tournament to crown the first Deathmatch Down Under heavyweight champion. Um, I suppose the last R block we did was New Japan Cup of USA. Do you want me to run through the current standings? Yeah, let's go through that. Let's see how far behind I am. So, after two tournaments, Alex has uh, claimed one tournament. I've claimed one tournament. In terms of the one-point totals, I'm on 19. Alex is on 13. In terms of the two-point totals, I'm on six and Alex is on six. And in terms of the three-point totals, I'm on six and Alex is on two, meaning I'm leading 31 to 22, a nine-point margin. Oh, it's getting closer. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit of Bradbury today. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we get into... Death match down under uh, the juice is worth the squeege. Not one, Carlton, Princess Park. Well, yeah. not quite. <laughs> Optus Oval. <laughs> oh, God. Arrow on Swanson. So uh, around the corner. <laughs> yeah. In the shadows of Optus Oval. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. In the, sh- in the shadows of Dave Parkin and. Oh, man. <laughs> All the great memories of my childhood. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Come on, Hawker. You know better. <laughs> yeah, Hawker on commentary this month with uh, Lord Andy. Good mix, I thought. Yeah, Hawker's really good on commentary. Yeah, and he did... Did he do commentary or just ring announcing for the... Uh, two standalone deathmatch down under matches last year. Uh, he was like a manager for one of the matches. He was like Joel Bateman's manager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was on commentary. Okay. It's been a while since I've gone back and rewatched those matches. Yeah. Um, should we just get straight into the results here? And um, I can reveal each pick as... Um, I'll read out the result and then a brief discussion if you want. Yep, let's do this. <laughs> it's going to be emotional. <laughs> uh, just you wait. Just you wait until I figure out how to give you Vinnie Jones. <laughs> uh, I, w- I was at, this is already going off the rails, but I was thinking last night about doing a potential like two person celebrity draft. <laughs> Oh man, don't you so, worry, I've already got ideas. So so we could work in your Rodmans and like stuff like that into it. Ah uh, man. So uh opening uh match here is Charlie Evans defeating Sammy Falcon. Alex had selected Charlie Evans, I myself had selected Sammy Falcon. So uh Alex gets the win there. Yay! What do you think of Sammy here from uh uh, PCW, you would have seen him last year on the Grand Slams uh, show. I don't think you've seen much more of him no, I other than maybe the Bushfire show last year as well. Yeah, and to be honest, I'd sort of blocked the PCW show out of my memory a little bit. At least uh, you got the better quality show than me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I thought Sammy has a good look. He's got a lot of ability in the ring. I th- I think he's got a lot of potential. 
Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I like the idea of Deathmatch Down Under um, being sort of this open doors promotion to everyone in Victoria. You've got on here tonight, you've got Sammy Falcon from PCW. You've got JXT from Mayhem. You've got um, further down the card, you've got uh, like Ugg from MCW. So you've got all these different people from... um, higher positions in other promotions but all coming together on this promotion yeah jessica troy from pwa like yeah all that stuff yeah yeah and just including yeah outside of victoria as well and candy lee from new zealand rochelle rogue who does a lot of work in um fwa in sydney so it's it's good to see a lot of different people yeah match (laughs) number two sees candy lee versus yeah, boy, JXT. Now, i chosen Candy Lee here, and Alex had chosen JXT, so Alex gets another win there. Um, <laughs> this opening uh, promo here and, like, the ring announcers introducing Candy Lee, and it's like, oh, yeah, she's, like, the modern-age diva. Um, and then they go to introduce JXT, and he's got Fox with him, and Lord Andy's on commentary going, Fuck you, JXT. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. you, Fox. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if this was planned or not, but like Fox is running down how he's not at the tournament. It's bullshit. And then all of a sudden, someone in the crowd yells out, You're shit, Fox. He goes, You know what? You're right. I'm going to take a shit in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and JXT's there going, No, no, don't do it. I've got to wrestle. I've got to wrestle. And he's going, Oh, here. And then goes to do it anyway and gets tackled by security and dragged out. So there's your, <laughs> there's your touch of comedy for the night. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm biased, but, man, I love Blacklisted. I think, I think they're just so much fun. Like, they just provide a different form of entertainment every time they come out. They really get the crowd involved. It's Yeah, they, they provide a great atmosphere. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I really enjoyed the duo. Um, I've really enjoyed Fox for a long time, and seeing him as Fox instead of Phil, it is yeah. um, really good to see. Yeah, although I will say I've always hated that name, Fox. It's just like, why? What does it mean? He's wily like a fox. Sure. It's that whole argument again of, could you ever picture calling him world champion? Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, uh, we've had this guy be world champ. We've had this guy be world champ. Yeah, I don't think it matters that much anymore. Yeah, well, I remember the first time I ever saw Fox live, he was Fox Grinder. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I remember him coming out and they saying that name and I didn't really know who he was before then, and I was like, what's his name? That's so weird. <laughs> it just, yeah, try to picture a WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus Fox Grinder. <laughs> I put all the butts in the seats. I love Fox. I, I'd watch it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, third match of the opening round saw... Richie Taylor defeat Rochelle Rogue. Uh, Alex had chosen Richie Taylor, as had myself, so we both get a point there. Had you seen much of uh, Rochelle Rogue before? Uh, no, not much at all. Uh, I thought she was really impressive in this. Um, Richie Taylor just bring, just consistently putting on banger matches, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree there as well. Rochelle Rogue, uh, commentary brings it up a lot. It's only her third year of wrestling. She's only 20. Um, Again, those familiar with uh, FWA based in Sydney, she does a lot of um, sort of tag team work with the Buccaneer. Uh, So that's why she has like the um, pirate strap on her shoulder when she comes out. She's also a member of... um, uh, the First Nations people, I didn't catch the um, the name of her nation that she comes from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I am familiar with the Buccaneer 
now that we went back and watched a FWA show recently in the archives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, following that was Tyson Baxter defeating Chanel Phoenix. Uh, Alex had chosen Tyson Baxter, but I had chosen Chanel Phoenix. So Alex gets another win there in the opening round. Oh, God, I'm doing better so far than I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chanel Phoenix, uh, a lot of people might be familiar with her from her time in Kaiju, teaming with Vixen on the MCW Girl Shows, also some of the Victorian independents, and Tyson, part of the uh, MCW Academy a lot uh, before the pandemic on MCW shows, teaming with um, Jet Ruka. Yeah, Jet Ruka recently injured. Uh, Again? Yeah, I believe. Oh, no. uh, I can't remember exactly, so I don't want to speculate too much, but it was some form of accident and he might have broken his leg or something along those lines. Oh, that'd be his second leg injury too, if that's the case. Poor guy. Yeah, Yeah, I might be remembering wrong, but it was something along those lines. And, And it happened around the weekend of this too. Oh, bugger. Oh, yeah, that, that's another thing to mention. This show was all the week before the Victorian fourth lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a week after I was in Melbourne. I was so spewing about my schedule. I was like, oh, Liza, can we postpone your brother's birthday <laughs> a week? <laughs> Wasn't there an MCW show the weekend before? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like right in the middle, I think. Ah, oh, man. Uh, following that is the opening round match of uh, punch-drunk AJ Istria of um, South Australia taking on Jessica Troy from New South Wales. Uh, have you seen much of Istria before? I've seen a few matches here and there. I think he's made a couple of appearances in PWA, like some one-offs, and he's made some one-offs in... Oh, I can't remember where else I've seen him, but I've seen him a few times and he was always impressive every time I saw him. Yeah, so Jessica Troy gets the win here. Alex had selected Jessica Troy, so another win there for Alex. I myself had gone for Punch Drunk Istria. Um, yeah, and commentary also brings up the fact that Jessica Troy here is the uh, reigning PWWA champion. Doesn't come out with the belt, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked about that because as soon as she didn't come out with the belt, I was like, oh, no, the final that I booked isn't happening then. Because I thought, yeah, we'll get into it later. But I was like, oh, if the final that I think is going to happen, they're going to need Jessica Troy, like, rubbing in her opponent's face. I have this title. What have you got? Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Um. Following that was a six-man tag team match. Callum Butcher, Mad Dog, and Vixen taking on Damian Rivers, Guido, and York. Uh, any quick thoughts on this match here? Ah, a bit of blood and guts. <laughs> what? Cody? What's he doing yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this was, this was a fairly fun sort of... Deathmatch style. I, I always enjoy seeing Mad Dog and Vixen out there in these sort of matches. Yeah, a lot of people be familiar with Mad Dog again from um, Wrestle Rock sort of time. Uh, yeah. York formerly uh, went under the heavy cruiserweight Yorkie, uh, more familiar to WA audiences. And Callum Butcher again was um, on those death match down under one of those matches from uh, last year's two solo matches. Yeah, Callum Butcher and Guido are having a pretty intense little rivalry at the moment. Callum Butcher's been one of the standouts from the death matches on these cards for me. Um, Damien Rivers as well, actually. Um, Every time we review a card that has Mad Dog on it. I just want to remind people that I was there in person and saw Mad Dog beat Drew McIntyre in a match. This is a thing that happened, humans. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Now, 
following that, more first round action as we see Royce Chambers defeat Edwin Dusk. Alex had selected Royce Chambers, as had myself, so we both pick up a win there. Man, I've got them all so far. Yeah. Um, Royce Chambers does a lot of indie work. Went over for... Oh, DDT? Might have been DDT, yeah. In yeah. Um, Japan before the pandemic. Um, spent a yeah. fair bit of time in RCW before the pandemic as well. Been in MCW a lot. Edwin Dusk, uh, most notable for his time in PCW of Victoria. And then... Uh, set up the thing with um, Danny Psycho yeah. uh, in MCW going into February of 2020 and then the pandemic hit and then they had Psycho's uh, final match and he's sort of uh, got lost in the shuffle, I guess, because of the year, a year lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... Very unlucky for Edward Dusk. Yeah, it was just a case of um of bad timing. Yeah, definitely. Not on his part, just Yeah, just, just the, the, world. the world around him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh from there, another first round matchup, as we see pretty much all of night one is first round matchups. Yeah. So we have cavemen are defeating Jake Taylor. Alex had selected caveman ug as had myself so we both get a point there yeah uh, this is a fun little match too do you have much to add on jake taylor uh i think there's some potential there i hadn't seen too much of jake taylor before i don't think yeah the name sounds familiar to me i just can't place where i've seen him before off the top of my head yeah and then the final first round matchup saw uh, Tommy Knight defeating Gore, who had his brother Crackerjack in his corner. <laughs> uh, goes about 15 minutes. Uh, I had selected Gore, so no points there for me. I finished the first round with three out of eight. Alex had selected Tommy Knight, so he gets a perfect eight out of eight for the first round. Yeah, let's not get used to the perfect rounds here. Um, what? What's this? Uh, impact. What was it? Impact. Um, oh, grand champion. Grand champion. Oh my god, I love that gimmick. I think they should have stuck with it. <laughs> Wasn't Bruce Pritchard a judge on one of those when yeah. Bobby lost the title? Yeah. Oh, that was a real weird, dark time for Impact. Anyway, let's talk about the absolute host fight here between Tommy Knight and Gore. This was easily my match of the night. What about Crackers' pre-match promo? Oh, man, Crackers is so good. Former Australian wrestling legend, Cracker Jack. Former. (laughs) (laughs) Still is. Um... Not contractually, anyway. Yeah, has <laughs> outside of MCW and Wrestle Rock, which is I don't even know if you'd call it affiliated anymore. No, I don't know either. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't think Crackers has wrestled anywhere else. No, no. Um... It just feels like it's only a matter of time before Crackers gets in the ring a death match down under. I mean, this promotion was pretty much built for a guy like Crackerjack. Also, did you notice who was doing the ring announcing tonight? I can't remember off the top of my head. Watch this a little bit back. The former uh, head, like one of the uh, people behind the scenes of MCW, Mikey J. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is he not, like, one of the main people behind the scenes anymore? I do not know. What I can tell you is I'm in a fair few wrestling figure groups for Australian wrestling figure collectors, and Mikey J is always on there, like, selling, like, figures and stuff. Oh. He's got a really intense collection. 
Yeah, I I don't know to be honest because um I don't know. I don't know. Because he might have been doing them a favor. He might have yeah, left MCW. I barely know who's like booking shows around the promotions in Australia. I have no idea who's doing most of the booking for most of these shows. The only one I did know because they mentioned it publicly was um Todd Eastman did uh booking on uh AWA before it merged. Yeah. I, yeah, so that was one of the things that caught me off guard. I wasn't sure if you heard uh, something through the grapevine, so to speak, if, um, yeah, if it changed hands with its uh, rebranding of its logo or. Uh, oh, there you go. On Cage Match here, it has listed uh, Jay Andrews and Ryan Habstatton. Herb straight. Roll yeah, that word. Herb straight, uh, maybe? Yeah. As listed as the owner since 2020 to present, uh, Mikey J uh, ended as the owner in 2020, it has listed. Huh. Oh, Tommy Hellfire had it for a bit. That explains his lengthy title run. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Tommy Hellfire is great. People need to book him more. Okay, while we're here. <laughs> Wasn't he in PCW for a little while last year? Yeah, yeah, he was doing like a greaser gimmick with someone else, I can't remember. Oh, that's right. He was part yeah. of the stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss PCW. Come back. <laughs> no comment from Alex. Anyhow. No comment. No comment. Um, night, night number one. Uh, overall thoughts? Uh, great night. Um, lots of quick matches, but that's sort of to be expected in a tournament format. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. Tommy Knight and Gore really stood out for me as match of the night. Even the six-man tag... Oh, the six-person tag death match sort of thing was a good bit of fun, sort of uh, mixed in a bit of different flavours in there for the entire show. Yeah, my boy really stood out with his charisma and his way to work work the crowd. Like, yeah, every match is worth going out to see because you'll see something different from almost every match on this on this night. Yeah. I highly agree. Uh, two thumbs up, night one. Yeah. Uh, night two, the juice is worth the squeeze. Night two, Carlton. <laughs> oh, yeah, can't do that in the, sh- in the shadows of Craig Bradley. <laughs> Actually, does Princess Park have any statues out the front of it? I don't know. I honestly don't. Let's have a look. Because doing stuff on air is fun. <laughs> I don't think it will return any results. Uh, no, it's just the uh, like general park statues. Yeah, I thought most of the Carlton ones are out the front of the MCG anyway. Oh, it's good to find out that Prince's Park is a off-leash area for doggos. I might have to drive down to Melbourne when the world opens up and just let my... Let my dogs have a run around on Princess Park. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, night two, uh, quarterfinal matchup of Caveman Ugg versus Jessica Troy. Uh, for this matchup, Alex had selected Jessica Troy, and I'm already out because I had selected Punch Trunk Istria. <laughs> and the winner of the match is Caveman Ugg, who moves on. Uh, good matchup. Uh, plays into Great Jessica match. having her arm worked over the night before, so she's had time to rest up, but against a bigger opponent can't quite um, match up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a great matchup. These 
These two have great chemistry. We've seen them wrestle in PWA before as well. Um, yeah, I loved this match. Um, yeah, and thus starts the slow decline of my picks. <laughs> Following that was Charlie Evans defeating Royce Chambers. Uh, I'm out because I'd selected Sammy Falcon and Alex had selected Charlie Evans, so Alex gets the point there. Yeah. Uh, another good quarterfinal matchup. Yeah, great chemistry once again. Like some genuine dream matches on this night, like Charlie Evans and Royce Chambers, Jessica Troy and Cape Van Ugg. We've seen it before, but still a great match to see. Um, yeah, I I loved the Charlie Evans match, probably even more so than the K-Man Jessica Troy match. Uh, following that is Tommy Knight defeating Tyson Baxter. I had selected Chanel Phoenix, so I'm already out. <laughs> and Alex had selected Tommy Knight, so Alex gets a point there as well. Excellent. Uh, a good matchup. Uh, right decision here. Tommy Knight going over. Commentary again talking up. Uh, the protege of Jonah Rock and saying, well, uh, Bronson Reed has championship now in uh, in NXT. Will Tommy Knight follow in his footsteps sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, this was a great match. I, I really enjoyed Tyson Baxter's sort of heel shtick in Deathmatch Down Under. Yeah, I, I like it too. And then the final quarter final matchup <laughs> is uh, Richie Taylor defeating JXT. Uh, Alex had chosen JXT, so no points there. Uh, after two rounds, Alex is on 10 points. I'd selected Richie Taylor. So after two rounds, I'm on four points. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's good. good matchup. Good Good quarterfinals all round. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I should have known better. I should have let my heart get out of my picks and picked Richie Taylor for this match. Um, yeah, I just had to pick my boy. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Uh, a quick one, though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the right decision. Can come back to it in a, in a tag or a singles match further down the line. Yeah. Next on the card are some non-tournament matches as we see the UGWA Total Violence Championship San Jose Glass Crush death match of Guido the Champion defeating Callum Butcher and an eight-person tag team match of Candy Lee, Gore, Kid Valiant and Rochelle Rogue defeating Adre Istria, Chanel Phoenix, Edwin Dusk and Jake Taylor. Uh, so... All the losers of the first round, except uh, somebody didn't come back. Except Sammy Falcon. Yeah. So instead of Sammy Falcon, you have Kid Valiant in this match. Yeah, that that was real head scratching to me. Um, unless he got injured the night before or something. Might have been busy. <laughs> Might have yeah. something else on for we know. Could have gone, oh, I'm losing the first night, I'll take this booking. Oh, you want an eight-man tag? Oh, I've already across town. Yeah, that doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Candy Lee, Gore, Kid Valiant, Rochelle Rogue, Adre Estria, uh, defeat Adre Estria, Chanel Phoenix, Edwin Dusk, and Jake Taylor. Uh, two good matches. Again, the ultra-violent death match, not my style, but Good for that, what it was. Yeah, that death match might have been pushing it a bit, even for me. When glass, like thick, giant shards of glass get involved like that, I cringe. Yeah. Uh, back to the tournament we go. The semi final matchup of Charlie Evans defeating Tommy Knight. Now, Alex had selected Charlie Evans, so he gets two points there. And I had selected Chanel Phoenix, so I'm already out. I don't get any <laughs> points for that. The second semi-final, we can talk about these overall, was Richie Taylor defeating Caveman. I'd selected 
Ricky Tyler, so I get two points there. And Alex had selected Jessica Troy, who's already <laughs> out, so he gets no points there. Uh, after that round, Alex is on 12, and I am on six. Oh, oh dear. Uh, these two semi-final matchups, both short, but uh, right result here. And Richie Taylor being a faster man to work over uh, makes sense as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a longer match out of Richie and Ugg, but but yeah, this worked for what it was. Like obviously he's not gonna have a twenty minute match in the middle of a tournament, so it it makes sense. Yeah, and it's another one of those uh matchups where you can come back to it later on down the line. Yeah. Uh there's then a tag team match. This was unexpected. Yeah. PWA Tag Team Champions, Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Were they champions at this time? I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Defeat. Misspent Youth, the Deathmatch Down Under Champions, Asia and Murdoch. Yeah, non-title match, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that sets up a rematch down the road. This was a really great match. Yeah, Aisha. Yep, she's a star, man. She she's a absolute star. Yeah, um not <laughs> looking at the tournament matches purely and nothing else and probably going, Oh yeah, on night two we'll get you know, your multi man match to break up the the tournament, and then maybe uh, like a second chance qualifying match between the the earlier losing participants for the um in between the semis and the main event. And yeah, this one was a really good tag match. Yeah, this was great. Uh, this probably was so good. One of the best tag matches I've seen so far this year, at least that we've talked about. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, this was probably my front runner for tag match of the year, probably. Yeah. Um, following that, a singles match of Fox defeating Michael Wright, who had Kathy Lexi. All Lexi. right, um, Mitchell Wright. What with did I Katie, say? Uh, Michael with um, Katie Lux. Okay, I'm used to Lux being spelt L-U-X because uh, P-W-A Kingsley. Lux is spelt that way, yeah. Yeah, Kingsley and Zena, yeah. Um, yeah, fun little quick match was what it was. Yeah, just uh, building some momentum, as they say, for Fox. Yeah, uh, and then in the final, the uh, death match down under... Juice is worth the squeeze. Uh, heavyweight championship tournament final vacant champion match <laughs> thing. Uh, it is Charlie Evans, Alex's pick, versus Richie Taylor, my pick. And goes about uh, just shy of 20 minutes here with Richie Taylor picking up the win. A really, really good match. Such a great match, yeah. I love the the best match of the entire tournament was the final. That's how it should be. Um, yeah, this this is a contender for match of the year for me domestically. Yeah, I think coming out of this tournament, uh, you have the the tournament final match. You have that unexpected tag match, and I'm going to say the. First round matchup of Troy and Istria, as well as really high contenders for match of the year. Yeah, and I'll just, um, and I'll also give a little shout out to Gore and Tommy Knight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a really good tournament. Right person is champion. Um, I didn't think they'd go this way because previously how high mcw was on richie taylor but um maybe we've seen it before in wwe a change in management uh paul Heyman, for example being 
relieved of his duties saw Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy released a few months later. Yeah. So uh, maybe this is all speculation. Maybe uh, change in management when uh, Richie, Mike Burr's retired. We don't really have much for you. And he went, oh, okay. Death batch down under. What can you do for me? Yeah. Yeah, I've no idea what's going on with him and MCW, but yeah, Richie is the perfect guy to be the deathmatch down under's first champion. Yeah, and again, it's um this company, despite its name, which I think the name is still gonna be so off putting to so many fans. Uh, casual yeah. fans, because you look at that poster and it reads Deathmatch Wrestling. Yeah. And you, you have a computer in your pocket, you're going to pull it out and go, oh, what's Deathmatch Wrestling? And yeah. it comes up with um, Nick fucking Gage cutting people, you're going to go, oh, well, fuck that. I'm not going to that. Yeah. As a very, you search very it up casual and... wrestler fan. Yeah you, yeah. you search it up and you see pictures of sick Nick Mondo with a whippersnipper to people's head. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe they do need to rethink the branding because what we got two nights here and only two death matches. Yeah, and like you said, um, Game Changer Wrestling does do that, but they do a lot yeah. of other stuff, which is what this company does. And yeah, but that. The thing Game Changer does is they're not called Game Changer Deathmatch Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fact that you put Deathmatch in the name of the company maybe does sort of limit you you guys a fair bit. And, yeah, I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up, but, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I'm sure these aren't all ages shows to attend. It's probably like a, a wrestle rock given a lot of these are in bars, but yeah. Uh you put this on VOD and yes it's got the warning there, but uh so does something like I think PWA does as well and yeah. MCW and probably to a lesser degree RCW and you look at those which um say that there and then you can probably watch all of those with a, a young adult. Yep. And yeah, you look at this and you can watch most of this, but would you want to show them the uh the UGWA Total Violence uh championship San Jose Glass Crush Deathmatch? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Um again, the company does a lot of positives, uh especially being allies of the LGBTQIA plus community, uh acknowledging uh the involvement of First Nations people, uh, really welcoming of that. Um, the fact that they do intergender wrestling, it's not a gimmick like WWE, which pisses me off. Yeah. With Reginald and Shayna Baszler and whatever the hell else they're doing, it's actually, you're a competitor, I'm a competitor, let's see who's the best competitor. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, Deathmatch Down Under does have a lot going for it and a lot of good going for it it's just that name oh big time it it is that name because uh so how many of your friends like that you um see regularly still watch wrestling casually at least i would i could probably count it on one hand <laughs> okay and of those well, roughly five, how many of them would enjoy deathmatch wrestling? I would probably say less. <laughs> A lot less. Yeah. Maybe none. Yeah. So if you had a choice of going, uh, say this was a single night event, going out to this in Melbourne, or say the next night there was MCW, and you could go with your friends. Which one's everyone's choice? Yeah, it's not this. 
Yeah. That yeah. that is going to be the the lone uh, problem for this company. And whilst it's in its first year and it's doing a lot of good, and to be clear, I want it to to succeed and do well and do great. I am just concerned that uh, name and the connotations with that will um lead to problems and such because I remember Paul Heyman saying when they were trying to get on pay-per-view and this is back in the 90s and everything's different now that ECW uh, had a hard time getting on pay-per-view because their name Extreme Championship Wrestling and their style people thought oh no you're like UFC you can't get on pay-per-view yeah yeah so yeah I want them to do well. I want them to succeed, but um, I just don't know how far this name and this uh, branding will get you in the long run. Yeah, changes do need to be made. That's for sure. Because you see someone like a um, a CCW in America, and outside of maybe the twenty three hundred arena, most of the video you've ever seen is what outside somewhere in a field yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in the in the promoter's parents like backyard that's what it is yeah <laughs> um and this isn't a knock on anyone who does that for a living and full credit to anyone who's willing to do that for a living it's just i want to succeed and yeah that is my loan a complaint with the company is the name may have like a very 90s thing about it where it seems good now but in two three five years time how will that affect the company yeah i fully (laughs) expect it to just be called dmdu going forward like and just completely never mentioning deathmatch down under and just call it dmdu yeah, but then you have the same thing that TNA did when they rebranded from TNA Wrestling to Impact Wrestling because TNA's a bad name, but our show's been called Impact since 2004. So yeah. we're still keeping part of the same branding. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, there are different things you could do, but end of the day, it is succeeding at the moment. We want it to succeed. Yeah. Ah, any other thoughts you have, or should I get into the results? Oh, let's just get into the results, man. Okay. So, okay. After the final match, I am on nine points. Alex is on 12. Alex gets that tournament victory. Yay. uh, As we read through the table here, tournament victories. Alex has two. I have one. One point totals. Alex is on 23. I am on 23. Zero point separation there. Two point totals. Alex is on eight points. I am on four points. Alex has a four point advantage there. Three point totals. Alex is on three points. I'm on six points. A three point advantage to uh, Chris there. So, meaning the overall point score is Chris, 33 points. Alex, 34 points. You have a one-point advantage after three tournaments. Whoa. I didn't think I'd catch up like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crazy. I'd already ridden myself off. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I don't need any of this this year. Put in the recycling. Oh, hang on, come back. Yeah. Yeah, That's Uh, pretty much how it is. Oh. Okay. So, full disclosure for the humans, have you um, put any thought into who you would take if you win? Uh, Yeah, because I haven't won yet last year or this year, so I still want the... um, Still have an opinion of where I would go 
if I do win eventually. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing you gave up on thinking. I gave up on thinking, but now that I'm back in the race, I quickly thought of someone and it was... We're going to have to do a something to fantasy book with, like, real soon, because i got a lot on my mind. <laughs> and we're going to have to cover, like, 12 months' worth of booking. <laughs> got money in the pocket. Do, 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 do. Anyway, yeah. let's have yeah. a look at New Japan. Are you doing anything about tournaments yet? You lazy, lazy so. bastards. Go to English. Yes, that's a small complaint. I can't read Japanese. I'm sorry. Oh, how dare you? Oh, <laughs> that is the line complaint. At least I'm not going to Twitter. How dare New Japan have their opening video package in Japanese? Yeah. Uh, Kazuya Road. Yeah, that's that's all they got announced uh, since Dominion's a bunch of Kazuya Road tours. Enough girls advertised yet. So Olympics is next month, I think, off the top of my head. July or August. Um, they did move the G1 to, what, September, October last year. So if they're keeping the same schedule because of the delayed Olympics, uh, next on the block it'd be uh, G1, September, October, then maybe Super J Cup in America in November and Best of the Super Juniors in November and World Tag League in November. And they probably won't do Super Junior Tag League this year again. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, they've got too many titles at the moment anyway. It's like, hmm. If only we had an intercontinental champion to be a champion in the US for us. Nah. <laughs> if only we had an intercontinental champion to be champion while our world champion is injured. Nah. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure when our block will be back because um, as of right now, there are no more New Japan tournaments. It was fun doing this Aussie tournament. Um, I think if we throw these in sporadically, they can be fun. Maybe not a regular occurrence. Maybe. Maybe uh, we just end this year's R block right now whilst I have a one point lead. Hang on, <laughs> I need to pull out the paperwork and do a count back. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he, he hit him behind the referee's back. That's minus a point. <laughs> I win on tiebreakers. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, it is going to be so huge. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, yeah, I'm not sure when this will be back. Uh, looking over the Aussie calendar, tournament-wise, uh, has PWA still confirmed um, Coliseum? Uh, not that I've heard. They probably have, though. Okay. I'll have a look at that because we might even be going to Coliseum before we go to a New Japan block. Because this is fun. Yeah, definitely. And picking like an AEW or a um a um WWE pay-per-view like what happened this past week uh in your house like I think both you and I could have picked all the results for that. And um, uh, the last AEW show, I think we could have picked like nine out of ten of them at least. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit It's a bit more challenging to try to predict the Japanese shows and the Aussie shows. And a tournament as well as like yeah. at that because a tournament makes it a, um, a lot more challenging. It's not just one match head-to-head or a um a stipulation match like Iron Man or Best of Three Falls. It's actually, you've got to figure out where everyone places in it. Uh, yeah. So at the moment... I, I will say, if WWE brings back King of the Ring, we'll do it. Okay. Now, 
Coliseum at the moment is confirmed uh, 2021 for August 13th and 14th. So that'd fall in the period when the um, Olympics are scheduled to be held, provided New Japan doesn't do anything then. Uh, at the moment on the poster is Jessica Troy, Robbie Eagles, and Ricky South. Right. So um, we may do that. I'm not 100% sure again what is going on with these new japan tournaments yeah even if we do that unofficially maybe just do that for an instant pick yeah sounds good um i I think we can do it officially yeah all right man i suppose uh, that's all for this until next time our block happens uh where can the good humans find you they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ozstyle with an AUS. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Ozstyle. And you can find Chris at... at. I'm Chris Funder. As well, you can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Rap Wednesdays on YouTube, and using the RSS feed found the show notes below on your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. So who are you going to pick if you win? Oh, you know, I was thinking <laughs> this this young up-and-comer has a pretty good mind for wrestling, was a manager, part of the Hall of Fame. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, James E. Cornette. Yep. God damn!